You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 95 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Ryan. Hello. Hi. There's, there's nobody else here at all. It's just... Oh, it's no. Just, I know. It's rough. I'm just not going to explain who Ryan is, and it's going to be great. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Eventually. Uh, so we'll go into that in just a minute. I'm going to talk about news stuff really, really quickly as I glance at things real quick. So what is actually going on? There's not a whole lot coming up. We've got, I'm going to be going to the Gate City Brawl, which is September 7th in Pocatello. And that'll be fun. That's a War Machine wildcard qualifier. Uh, this is their second year running it. I won last year, so I'm just trying to keep that streak going. Yeah. Keep it uh, up. Yep. Yep. 100%. Uh, so that will be fun. The next weekend after that, which is like the weekend of the 12th, uh, I'm going to be heading to Canada for my first non-United States convention at Attack X in Kamloops, Canada. Oh, I'm jealous. It's going to be a pretty good time. It'll be really cool to see how that how that one is. I don't know much about Attack X. It's kind of one of like vaguely followed for a long time. So just kind of randomly fell in a time of year where I was like, I can go to that. I have enough time to get my passport and everything. Uh, Again, keep sending us stuff for the community calendar. I really should be looking at that to see what uh, events are coming up. But, you know, we're a highly professional podcast here. Only the best are allowed. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Let's see. Nova Open's going on as as we're recording, so that's not very helpful. And uh, let me see what's going on in September real quick to see if there's anything exciting. We've got the Lone Star Gaming Expo. That's in Grapevine, Texas apparently uh over the weekend of the 6th in september uh so if you're in that area you should go hit that up and uh, i think the next thing after that that's early enough for me to actually talk about is the bocor brawl uh this one's in somerset new jersey uh this is a it's an event that i've heard enough about to know that it's it's sizable it's warm war machine we've it's not war machine weekend anymore warfare weekend qualifier all that good stuff Go check that out if you're in that area or if you like traveling that way. Um, I don't know that there's any other fun news to talk about. So I'm going to go into why we're actually here. So recently in Salt Lake City, uh, they held their very first War Machine... Good God. Warfare Weekend wildcard qualifier. Yeah. War Machine Weekend was a lot easier to say. It is. Yes. Um, it's also spelled right. <laughs> speaking of things that aren't spelled right the pirates parlay uh which yep they spelled that incorrectly uh so that was in salt lake city on was, what weekend was that the 24th that was this last saturday right yeah last saturday cool make sure i'm not crazy uh i would have been there but unfortunately i was out of town which i was very sad about because it's i've been wanting a decent sized tournament like that any kind of wild card or qualifier or whatever in salt lake for years and wasn't able to go support it because I was out of town. Like a big old nerd. Gosh, just the worst. Just the worst. But Ryan here attended. 
and we wanted to bring him on to talk about how his games went. So, what faction did you play? I brought with me my Protectorate of Menoth because I'm waiting for more stuff for Infernals to come out so I can finally play them. Because you just can't keep wanting to copy me. Let's see how it is. Ugh, I just, I'm forever in your shadow, Chandler. I'll never escape yeah. it. So, the... <laughs> The joke here is that Ryan and I bought Protector at like the exact same time without talking to each other. We were was like, it like a week like, apart. It was yeah, it was like in the same week. There was no Protector in our meta at all. And then it was me and you, and then Ben was like, I'm gonna come back and play. And so suddenly there was like three players, and it was like, oh no, there's too much Protector. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah. And then uh, we kind of got into Scorn in kind of a similar time frame that we actually started playing around with them and then yep. infernals yep and then infernals yep, we but i was out. first in line you were like fifth in line for uh, uh oh for infernals yeah yep yeah. yep at lock and load yep so yep that's that's been our long-standing story so what uh what did you actually end up bringing with you to the parlay my pairing was Thyra and good old Sevy One, who sadly couldn't bring series at Sevy Zero with him, but Thyra and Sevy One. This feels like a me pairing from like early Mark Three. Just like, yep, Thyra, Sevy Zero, Sevy One, all about it. I played both of them so much. Uh, what did you end up running them in? Uh, Sevy Sevy One. I keep wanting to say Sevy Zero. That is how forgotten Sevy One is. <laughs> The poor man. <laughs> poor man, Sevy Zero. Um, I ran him in Guardians of the Temple, uh, mostly because I can finally take Eye of Truth uh, in a theme. And I remember him being redonkulous with Sevy, so just wanted to try that out again. And then Thyra, I ran her in good old Exemplar Interdiction. Very cool. Uh, was there any particular like thought process with, with why you paired those the way you did? Um... At least our meta, we have, I mean, one of our players is playing Haley 2 again, and she is the devil. Why people do not play her is beyond me, but she is the devil, and with Infernals coming out, I found that my lack of threat extenders was a serious problem, and Thyra kind of does it all, and she keeps at least one unit safe with Occultation most of the time. So ran her, and then my Sevy one list was kind of just for fun, and I feel like his feet could be potentially ball besting since no one knows what it does. So wanted to try to dark horse it a little bit. Yeah, Sevy one's feet was always when I played him quite a bit in early Mark three. He was just that feet just gets people. Nobody expects an effect quite like that where it's like your control area is now smaller. Like who does that? <laughs> hey, remember when your war beasts used to be in your control area? Well, now yeah. they're not. Remember when your control feet that's like an aura used to affect my army? <laughs> nope. Yep. That awkward moment when Magnus 2 has like an 8-inch control area and he's like, oh. That's a sad... My, <laughs> my feet is much less good. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Uh, awesome. So how... Let's see. So you got in there. What did you end up playing round one? Who'd, who'd you uh... play against? Round one, me and this guy, uh, we always play each other the last round of almost every tournament we go to. And he got on the Infernals uh, train just like we did. So I got to play Infernals round one, which was the matchup I was hoping for the least because I had played literally one game against it, and that was mm -hmm. you. Yep, it's true. And you 
promptly stomped me into the ground that game. Yeah. Well, it's practice, right? <laughs> I, I definitely think I would have lost that game without that stomping. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how'd that end up playing out? Uh, super grindy. I think I ended the game with 122 points killed. Uh, I dropped Thyra into it uh, because she had my hit fix and my threat fix. Uh, it was against Zadaroth. Um, he you remember kind of what the, the Zadaroth list looked like? Yes, it was two Tormentors. Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, who's the guy with the scythe hands? Uh, Lamenter. A Lamenter and then a Shrieker was his uh, battle group. Uh, a Shrine and then two units of Cultists. Hawk, I believe, two Wretches. And one of the units of Cultists had Orin Midwinter. Nice. And probably some other stuff mixed in there. There's probably... Remembering Inferno's list is hard because there's always like eight solos in there that you're like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) which which exact solo layout? Yeah. Um, it was the scenario with the two rectangles basically touching the board edge, and then the Uh, center zone with the flag in it. Mm -hmm. Um, luckily, actually, I think going second actually was my benefit because I got to decide with the building and if people don't know what Thyra does, she has a spell called Gates of Death, which lets her teleport six inches after uh, my turn's over. So she was just constantly just walking out from behind that building, casting Carnage, teleporting back behind that building, um, which kept her pretty much out of harm's way the whole game, which really let me kind of bully him up the table. Yeah. Yeah, Zadarath can really reach out and touch people if you have to get too far forward. Turns out Gates of Death's a pretty good spell. Oh, I should probably say what's uh, in my list since sure, people. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, so it's Thyra. Battle group is a Hierophant, Fire Salvation, and Blood of Martyrs. And I chose them just because they threat really far with her. That to me is like um, the grossest two jack battle group she can have. Oh. It's it's so nasty. Oh, just 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 we wait till uh, later games about my boy Fire <laughs> Salvation. Um, a Rack, Gravis, a Warder. Uh, Elias Gade, two Vassal Mechanics, Choir, two units of Knights Exemplar with CAs, full unit of Avengers, and then a min unit of Errants and their CA. In case you really wanted to smash stuff. Uh, yeah. Which uh, turns out I needed to this game because he, I think I killed five heavies? So you only, only had only two, right? <laughs> oh, if only. Yep. So how'd the game actually play out? Uh, I played kind of Cat Mouse. Uh, I think I mini-feated with the Aaron's turn one as they ran up so we couldn't black spot them all off the table turn one. Yeah. Um, or rebuke them. Um, and then it just became the game of grind. Uh, I was able to push him back on scenario because Venger's threat real far with uh, Thyra, 15 inches. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal. And... After, I think turn three is when scoring finally started happening, where I finally killed enough stuff. Um, and the game really turned around, where I saw a play where he had two Tormentors kind of close to each other. And I could get fire on one, but the other one would have just easily walked and killed me. So I'm like, well, Fyra's got Stranglehold, fun fact for the day. So walk her up. Uh, 12-inch Stranglehold, real nice. Uh, cast Stranglehold on his uh, other Tormentor that Fire wasn't going to get to. And uh, roll Trip Sixes for the damage roll. 
Should do so, it. Uh, helped a lot. Unfortunately, with her Road to War spell, he was still able to get him to fire. But, hey, you can't you can't win them all. Yeah. But uh, half, like, a third killing it with one spell. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they don't like that. Uh, I was almost able to win turn four. I had scored two points because I ran a mechanic to the middle flag and was doing good that way. But I left one stupid cultist alive in the zone. I had no guns because he had two Umbral Guardians who never got to hit the table because I never shot, even though I wanted to so badly. Um, but, yeah, one stupid zealot. So I was, was only able to score one point instead of three points uh, that turn. But the next, the very next turn, I was able to pull it out on scenario. Very cool. Anything in particular you think about that matchup to you got to think about? Uh, everything. Uh, the gate, <laughs> the gate, real dumb. Uh, five inches of just random threat for heavies, or even the caster, because her just walking up and just shooting her gun is a uh, real bad. Yep. Not a uh, not my favorite. Yeah, her being able to walk up, shoot her gun, and then get pulled back two inches is really good. <laughs> but Blood of Mars Snickly was the hero of the story, and I uh, was able to grievous wounds. Is some stupid horror, so they lost their uh, middle of the middle ring, so minus one to hit on damage. Yeah. Or to hit is just real bad. Yep. Practically norm for a turn. Yeah, for sure. But for everyone, you need to practice against Infernals. I mean, I've heard Chandler talking on the podcast, and the peace trading is so weird. Like, it's such a different game than you've mm-hmm. played. I, I highly recommend you, some practice games. Yeah, you do a lot of things where you're like, oh, I could get that heavy, and then that starts the peace trade in my favor. And it's like, nah, it doesn't really play out that way. He probably put that heavy up there because he doesn't care about it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you're like, I'll just make another one. <laughs> that's yeah. that's cute. I don't know. Well, that's, I was talking to Jaden about a game I played, and I was like, yeah, my two heavies didn't quite kill his Colossal, so I just made a new one behind them and <laughs> <laughs> to, to finish to it off next turn. It. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yep, yep, that's how this plays out. Yeah, it's it's a real funky mechanic, uh, so if you're not like used to it. And it's like, they're, to me, in, in Privateer Presses, they've kind of made comments about them being kind of more of an advanced faction in that they're they're difficult to learn. But at the same time, they're very difficult to play against, too, because they, they play in a very odd way. Gosh, I uh, don't even want to think about what that game would have been like if he could have brought four boaters. That would have... Oh, my goodness. It would have changed everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? Because if, if he can get Rebuke onto those Avengers, there's not, you don't really have anything... I, I do have Ravis and Fire, but I risk killing my own oh, guy. That's yeah, having to do it that way sucks. Yeah. yeah. At least you have the option. Gravis isn't too bad. It hurts. You might yeah. not kill him. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, especially if they're hurt, like, he's probably not killing them, but it's still Weapon Masters, uh, things can happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very cool. So that took you on to round two. Which round, round two was a mirror match. It was uh, another Protectorate player. He was playing Krios 2 and Harbinger in your pretty classic harbinger style list uh i knew i was playing against harbinger because krios 2 into either of my lists is a is a really bad time for krios 2 so it just kind of seems like a waste of time for him 
Yeah. yeah. It's like this is not this is not what he's here for. <laughs> like no. de- deaf twelve to thirteen the army. Although I guess I mean you have your flame bringers on under defenders ward get pretty annoying, but it's not like you don't need Krios two for any of that. No, oh, and uh, but but Sevi, but just Sevi with a because adjudicator. Oh yeah, I should probably say. Oh, I played my Sevi one list. It was the only time I played it. I should probably say what's what's in that one. Sure. Uh, so it's Sevi, adjudicator, blessing of vengeance, eye of truth, Pyrrhus, Nicia, two van, uh, vassal mechanics, a rack, choir, temple flame guard plus CA, and then flame bringers. Oh. Um, and this game. I really did not feel comfortable with Thyra into uh, Harby, like at all. Um, so I went with Sevi one because I was like, I'm just gonna kill her. I'm just. I'm just I, gonna kill Harby. I'm yeah. like Judicator plus Ashes to Ashes. I mean, he doesn't have a Devout in the list. Uh, when he you got a, like, you're like, oh, he's got all the shield guards. It's like I'll just deviate on him. Like, pow, whatever blast damage. Like, it'll kill Harby. Yeah. Like, or like or I'll get my sprays on her. Like, whatever. She's she's gonna die like that is that was my plan going into this game and luckily i was able to pull it off uh early game i got some lucky deviations and blast damage rolls onto valamon so he had to spend like five or six points just keeping valamon alive which was a good time uh shield guard judicator boosted a spray into a monk and was able to burn him to death but she kept him alive, which was a sad time. But a Flamebringer got the crit, Grievous Wounds, nice. and killed the other one, um, which was glorious. But uh, I think it was turn turn three is when I pulled the trigger on the assassination. She was down to, like, half health. Um, and then she was, stand, she was standing almost, if not base-to-base, with her Judicator, uh, which is great times for yeah. Ashes to Ashes. Yep. And spiked the damage rolls a little bit and was able to knock her knock her down. Very cool. Getting a quick round against Harbinger is like glorious. <laughs> Cuz usually usually Harbinger you're like, well, here comes round 7. Oh, uh, yeah, especially since like everything else threats me because stupid crusaders call and my up keeps me nothing. Um I actually threw him out as bait. I wanted him to purify him off so he didn't get to heal as much, which uh, worked pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Sevi's kind of got he's kind of got the focus to do that if he really feels like it. <laughs> like, eh, here's all my upkeeps. Like, if you want to get rid of those instead of healing an extra like four or whatever, like that's your problem. I will allow it. Will allow it. And usually, and that's one of the things that's like because if he's running adjudicator, he probably wasn't running a devout, was he? Nope. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the big weaknesses I feel like that started when people started running Judicator with Harbinger. It's very very strong, but losing that devout is painful. He did have it's, a book in the list, but he yeah, it was trapped behind like his whole army, so I yeah. didn't have to worry about it shutting off my arc note or spellcasting. Why doesn't he Why doesn't he have tactician on his whole army? Ugh, so some people just play bad factions. <laughs> why don't you have tactician faction? What's going on? Anything Anything less is just. Tier zero, it's garbage. Yeah, clearly, a big mistake. Do you remember what scenario that one was on? Oh, uh, oh, it's the one with the flags, two rectangle zones, middle zone, uh, circle. Uh, spread the net? No. Yeah, it's got the. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah, spread the, spread the net. net. Yeah. yeah, it was spread the net. Very cool. God, Harbinger on spread the net. <laughs> I, I'd have been in the same boat, just like I'm gonna kill that caster. <laughs> he had so many pal. He had so many paladins and just initiates. I was like, I can't, 
I just can't in champions of the wall monks. I'm like, it's, I will lose. Uh, she's yep. either dying or I'm losing. And luckily she died. Damn. It's hard to have the oomph to, to get through that for sure. Uh, as I took you to round three, did you fight round three? Round three was against retribution. My favorite faction to play against. Cause they always seem to counter everything I am doing. I always feel that way with Rhett too. Which is why it's kind of nice playing Infernals right now, because Infernals, on it, like, especially Zatarath, is just like, hi guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> they do up? not like her at all, which no. it's nice to finally play a faction that I don't feel disadvantaged into Rhett. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to start. Um, so that was against Assyria. <clears throat> uh, okay. Played my Thyra list. Uh, it was Assyria, two Tridents, uh, the guy that brings himself, Imperatus, Himera, uh, two Ghost Snipers, and min unit of cavalry boys with their solo. Okay, some testers. Uh, thankfully, I run the wall off to go first, which is pretty sure the only reason I was in this game. Yeah, I was gonna um, say double, double trident sounds real painful here, uh, especially with the serious. So my occultation mm-hmm. means nothing to them. Um, yeah. but like I was able to go first, threw up occultation on my Avengers. They ran pretty much as far forward as they could go outside of threat range of anything. So they're threatening his deployment zone, uh, yep. pretty much. He can move up like four inches, something like that. Yeah. Um. So he walks up, makes the terrible decision. Oh, my big misplay this game, which could have cost me everything, is I moved my warder slightly too far out of shield guard range of fire salvation because he had Iris. Iris one. And I was like, if he sees that I threaten one of his tridents, like, turn two with fire, like, I think I just lose. Yeah. But luckily he doesn't he doesn't see the play. Uh, shoot something else within five inches of fire so he gets to walk up three inches next turn. Um, uh, he gets to eat a trident, and, and then uh, Blood of Martyrs goes in as well that turn and knocks out almost all of Himera. And then kills a pony boy. And then my cavalry charges in, ties up his other trident, finishes off Himera. And then I'm able to just keep him. Oh, it's bu- uh, the scenario was Bunker. And I was just able just to okay. push so far forward uh, with my feet and troops. And he lost so many attacks from losing that trident. He was never able to really contest on scenario. And I just ran away with it. Seems pretty good. Yeah, that's I I actually really like Bunker. It's they figured out a way to make incursion a functional scenario. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. I love that. Yeah, scene. I I like that really defensive scoring area that you can have. Uh, and and then like I feel like people are just building lists to be more spread out anyway. Mm-hmm. Just just given how scenario is in general right now. So like yeah, I, I really like that. That's a really good one for just being able to be like, hey, I'm setting the line of battle far enough forward that like one of these turns I'm gonna score three flags at once and. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Come at me. Except if you're playing Infernals. I never it's score it. flags with Infernals. <laughs> what? You kill your own solos. That's crazy. I bring, a, I bring a ton of solos and they all hide behind my army. <laughs> yeah. I think I've scored a flag like twice and it's like Hawk that, late game. Maybe <laughs> Double Guardian. Like, maybe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think I had a Double Guardian do it once. Yep. Yeah. It's good times. Uh, did it run? How many rounds did it go? Uh, it could have gone five, but luckily this next round the pair down lost, and okay. so I didn't have to face circle twice in a row, which was great for me. Very cool. Uh, so that means you went on to round four. Went on to round four. 
played a get. Uh, I don't remember what his other list was, but he played Balder one into me, and I figured he was gonna play Balder one into me. And I ran my girl Thyra, who uh, single-handedly won me this tournament because she's the best. She's wonderful. Uh, she's got a little bit of everything. She does, and I don't think enough people appreciate that for her. And she's pretty survivable with that six-inch teleport, which is also quite nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but this scenario was anarchy. It's that weird one with the two circles and like the flag and objective and the more middle-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, All right. And he was playing Baldur 1 with Tharn. And he won the roll-off, but surprisingly gave me first. Um, he, he said after the game that he wanted to more dominate on scenario, which uh, worked pretty good because he scored three points his turn two. Um, so it was kind of uh, nerve-wracking for me. But uh, luckily, uh, that uh, sweet, sexy stranglehold came in, so his well didn't get to activate turn two. Which uh, was a godsend, because that thing would have eaten me alive had it had a chance to uh, just go off. Yeah, Stranglehold's pretty good against structures. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, when you can't forfeit movement, uh, having, making, making them forfeit action or movement is really bad. Yeah. Uh, but this game went, like, him score. I did not see him scoring three points turn two, and that made me super nervous. I ran almost everything up, and to my surprise, he ran everything up pretty much as well, um, which, made, which made me really nervous. Um, but luckily, he was able to get quite as far with his feet as he was expecting, because his uh, objective, or flag, I don't remember which one it was, was in the way, so he couldn't charge up his full distance. Um, so he feats bottom of one, or top of whatever it is. I always get those two confused. And then I actually just back my army up. I was like, I can still threaten the board um, from this position. Uh, with stealth on the Avengers, he can't lash me in with Loki, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then it just became a game of contest. And I actually sacrificed Blood of Martyrs my, my, turn, my turn three to kill his both his well and his one of his champions, which is like his only solo on that side of the board, so I didn't have to worry about that side mm-hmm. anymore. So I considered that a pretty good pretty good trade. Uh, Avengers went in, they cleaned up the well, uh, kind of got in the way of Gatorex. Uh and then luckily for me, everyone always us- underestimates uh, Knight's Exemplar with Cleave and Overtake because um, yeah. he ambushed in uh, some. Bloodweavers, his Tharn all walk up, and then Thyra feats cast Carnage, and then I killed eight or ten models with just them, and really swung that side back in my favor, which I don't think he was expecting at all. Yeah, they'll just kind of delete stuff. Uh, I think my favorite, though, was on the right side of the table. He had a... Uh, who was, What's the character unit that eats people that can only take uh, one damage at a time? In circle. Oh, Death Wolves. Death Wolves. He had Death Wolves. And there was a bunch of clouds on that side of the board, so my Knight's Exemplar kind of just walked up behind the clouds out of his threat range. He would walk them up a little bit out of my threat range. We just played this dance of no one's getting this zone, and we can't attack each other. Yeah. Um. So, didn't have to worry about that. And then, he, he clocked himself, but at that point of the game, I was able to kill Gatorex with 
three charging Vengers and then two charging uh, Knights Exemplar. Um, and only I needed all of that because one of my uh, Vengers missed his role on Gatorx in the back. I rolled a four, Blame. and I and I needed uh, a five. Um, but yeah, I was able to kill him. Loki comes in, but I still have like four or five Venge- uh, Knights Exemplar that I can charge him. Uh, and then I have one other Venger that can charge him too, so I was probably going to knock him out of the park. Uh, so it was... The game was finally like swinging into my favor, but he uh, clocked himself. Very cool. Seems pretty solid. And that was the last round, yeah? That was the last round because the pair down lost to Harvey because people forget she has Cataclysm. <laughs> Yes, uh, in my in my time with Harvey, I definitely won a game or two to, well, I'm losing, so I'm going to charge this model, get kind of close to you, and just cast Cataclysm repeatedly. Because oh, I didn't, yeah, I did not want to play against a Kruger 2 with, a, with an evil bird of death. That would have been... Yeah, on fun. both your lists, that'd be a little bit rough. I think I'm okay with my threat ranges with Thyra, and maybe I can stranglehold the bird a few times, because its armor is yeah. not, not particularly impressive. Well, like, Blood of Martyrs gets such stupid values that it's like, listen, <laughs> it wants to come forward. Blood of Martyrs will kill it. <laughs> Just, like, straight up. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. So I'm just kind of looking over, like, general what stats there are for this one. So the top three ended up being yourself with Protectorate. Second place was Circle. I'm assuming it's who you played, Nick. And in the third place was the Protectorate uh, as well, Michael. Yep. Uh, so we ended up with two Protectorate and a Circle in the top. So, you know, Protectorate's a bad faction. That's basically uh, what that boils down to. Yep, they're, they're two OP. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny, actually, because it's, it's Circle in, like, second place, one in one to sixth place, and then they're much lower than that from there. So, come on, Iona. <laughs> get, it, get, it, get it together. Come on, Infernals. Why aren't you playing with your, why aren't you playing with your Arknels, which, oh, gosh, I'm not excited for when everything comes out for them. It's going yeah, to be, sure. be a fun transition. So, one thing I was really excited about, I was just kind of happy about seeing this, is, is one thing I've said for a really long time is I think the Utah meta is actually remarkably decent. Uh, like a lot of the, the Utah County and the Salt Lake City guys, we have some very, very good players across that that whole area. Uh, that don't get to travel a whole lot, so not everybody necessarily knows who they are or that they're actually pretty decent at the game. Uh, so it's fun seeing because we had some people uh, uh, coming in from out of town. Like we had Brandon Owens there, who's been on this cast a few times and is a phenomenal player. Like he's he's basically the Brett Fogel of this year as far as Warfare Weekend goes. Because since Brett Fogel has infinite points, so he doesn't count. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brand, you know, Brandon's doing very, very well on that. We had Matt Zellis, who uh, I played in the finals of the Rocky Mountain Rumble. Super awesome guy. And uh, our guys like held their own really, really well. The, you know, the top uh, what five ended up being Salt Lake guys. I uh, I, w- I watched a few of Br- Brandon's games. I played against him at uh, LVO and love the guy. Great game. His dice. I don't know how he keeps them from breaking his models because they just explode on the table. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Last time I played him, he, he had, he had chilled that out a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I watched, I watched, uh, the end of few of his games and, uh, he, I think he both games, he clocked himself, but I was yeah. like, dang, go, go us. Like I'm, I'm surprised we're yeah, hanging in there so up. good. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, it's just really fun to see. Salt Lake's got some really, really good players who, and and some of them are getting around to traveling and stuff, but we don't we don't see a lot of them in in tournaments and things like that. I've been really kind of hoping to see everybody break out from that a little bit more and more. So yeah, it's nice to see everybody do well. Uh, the overall faction kind of breakdown in general ended up being so you have three protectorate. Uh, so two of them were in the top three, which is awesome. Uh, Circle had one, two, three, four players. It looks like. Uh, and that was with Matt Zealous and then the guy who took second and two other players. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have like a caster breakdown because it would just be kind of interesting to see. Uh, like one thing that we don't really get a lot of part of the reason that we're doing this one is because it is my local area. So we were very aware of it. <laughs> I was very aware this event was going on and I know all the people involved and um, you don't got to like it's it's really easy to talk. Like we talk about the meta as a whole a lot. Uh and it's really easy to forget that that's not what the game is like for about 99% of players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the meta we talk about is basically for people who travel to conventions or metas that that do a lot of traveling to conventions where the meta is going to play out a very specific way, like based on on what everybody expects to see, right? Yeah. So when you go into a thing like this, like, uh, do you think like your pairing, like this this particular Thyra Sevilus, was that more targeted towards the meta that you knew you were going into, or is that something you would play generally? Uh, Thyra might play generally, but I built this list because we have a local Kador player who he either runs Social One or two Victors, and that those kind of you need a very specific build to fight that, or it'll just walk all over you. So I built this yeah. list kind of. With that in mind, so I could actually crack the armor and then not get stationary from Sorcerer One's feet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I definitely, definitely geared this much more towards our meta because we have so much. We have Signar in Spades, or, or who have moved to Ret, who are also in Spades. That's like I was gonna say. A lot of the Signar, <laughs> a lot of the Signar shifted into Ret, and now it's like just like a ton of Ret. It's just a ton of Ret. <laughs> Which I hate that faction so much. Even Tyson played, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So shifted over to Rhett. Yep. Uh, so Rhett, I, we have a, a decent amount of circle players. Um, we have some random Kador players. So if you can't crack armor, like it was fun. It was nice seeing you. Yeah. And then we have a ton of people also getting into Infernals. So need to start getting uh, ready for that as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think there's definitely curious who do you remember who was playing Infernals? Oh my gosh! I on the faction breakdown, I think they probably picked a random faction for them because it's probably not in the list. <laughs> I am the worst with names. Uh, he's our local who usually plays Cricks, and he is Grimkin. Oh oh, uh, um, Br- uh, Beardsley. Adam? Yeah yeah. Adam I, Adam yeah. Blakesley. Blakesley, gosh darn it! Why am yeah, I yeah, yeah. Okay, they had him in as mercenaries. That I should have seen that it said mercenaries and instantly been like, "That's not right," because uh, no. I, I know he doesn't play mercs. Uh, very cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, they had the one infernals in there. There's uh, one legion, which is I believe the guy who you thought was going to play Kador. Sure, sure was. I was happy to see legion. I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's a faction I can play against." Yep. Yeah. Uh, there ended up being only three retribution in this one. Um, which Roy pretty much always plays Rhett. Tim has gone between a couple, and then you know, Tyson, that's new. <laughs> he's been a, a Signar player for a long time. Oh, he's, he's jumped on them hard since pretty, like a little bit before Lock and Load. Very cool. 
Very cool. Uh, there's a couple of Scorn kind of right in the middle. Uh, that's kind of where they ended up. Oh, oh speaking of Scorn, uh, he got to charge a bunch of Tharn Ravengers with a Supreme Guardian, and I think after its activation, killed one because yes, because tough. Um, it, it brought back horror, horror, horror memories for me. Yes, yeah. Watching Ryan, Ryan was uh, one of the people I watched play at IMC who lost a game to about 30 tough jacks. That uh, just in a row. Yeah, that yeah was, it was, it was mm. nonsensical. Yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love that. No, that guy, though. I love that guy. He's I super sweet. Yeah. Hate his tough roles. Love that guy. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there was, yeah, there was the one Kador. Um, who's not somebody I know, I don't think. Uh, there's two Crucible Guard, it looks like. Three Crucible Guard. Three yeah, Crucible we had, Guard. Yeah, we had a few Crucible Guards. Luckily, I didn't have to play against them, because they are maybe the new Rhett, because those sprays with Sylvestro is the worst. Yeah, they'll just... Rhett. Yeah, Crucible Guard's definitely a faction I started to keep a lot more of an eye on than I used to, because... Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one Crix. Uh, two Signar. Seeing Brent's name next to Signar makes me cry a little. Um, <laughs> Brent's okay. our local minions player who's played minions and like nothing but minions for like a really long time. He just picked up Signar. That's okay. He's championing Haley too, and it's it's changing everything because her with two Storm Striders is I don't people should it's play it. Annoying. People should try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I played against it with uh, Sloan. And it's pretty, like, I think Sloan's pretty advantaged, but, like, boy, is Sloan just trying real hard not to die. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, listen, as long as she doesn't die, I'm going to win. Yeah, prepare to spend like, extra 10 minutes of your clock figuring out how to avoid How, how to not die. Turned out that I could have just gone, I'm going to pick that objective that makes it so you can't place me, and I would have been fine. But, you know, <laughs> I'm bad, and still forget that that's a thing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was the pir- Pirates Parlay. the first... Uh, uh, Warfare weekend wild card qualifier for Salt Lake City. Uh, let me take one second to do math live. Two, three, four, five. Six. I think there's 21 players if you're counting. Looks like 22, I think, but possibly 21. Uh, I counted very quickly. Uh, yeah, which is pretty decent. Honestly, we don't usually get tournaments that size in Salt Lake. It's typically uh, roughly 15s, about the most I typically see. So it's really cool to see everybody kind of come out for that. I'm really very sad I couldn't make it. And uh, hopefully they do another one next year. Hopefully it goes well. Really hoping. Like, yeah, the turnout was great. I was surprised how many players there was. Some people came to visit out of town. That was very, very Yeah, thoughtful. I was really, like, uh, Brandon had been messaging me for a while about it. Um, I didn't know that, that Zealous was going till very, very late. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was really excited that, that to to see people wanting to come in from out of town into our area because I always wanted to be like Salt Lake's actually cool. <laughs> now we have to go visit those kind souls in California. I keep trying to. Brandon always like lets me know about things like a week <laughs> before I'm like, oh, I really want to. He's like, you want to come stream for SoCal? It's like I, I mean, yes, but it's six days away. Yeah, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I really want to hit up some of the, the California events and go go see all those guys. Um, do 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 do. I think that's pretty much it, though. So I think I'm gonna take us into all of our wonderful outro stuff because it's fun. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. You guys have been absolutely amazing uh we did our raffle recently i think everybody finally got back to us about that which was nice um 
So Jaden can start painting whatever it is he's got to paint. What? No one wants to pick you to paint stuff, Chandler? Nobody ever does. They don't want my speed-painted gloriousness. Hey, your frills are coming out really good. They are. I'm very pleased with them. Uh, speaking of which, I have to paint a whole lot of Signar lights, and I've been putting it off and playing Diablo instead, and I should be painting. And Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, it's thanks to thanks to you guys supporting us on Patreon that I'm able to make it to stuff like this thing in Pocatello and Attack X all in the same month, which is uh, wild to be able to do that kind of a thing. Uh, I'm really excited to finally actually be going out of the country. Uh, and I'd really like... One of these days, I want to go do an event in Europe someday. I'm probably going to be submitting for W2C, so that might end up happening anyway, but uh, yeah. Uh, also, a huge thanks to Broken Egg Games for their support. They've been super awesome. I'm going to do a quick glance at their thing. They, they're they like, they're teasing those Infernal tokens, man. They're like poking they're poking me with them. I need, I need them. them. I need them. And I don't just need, mean that in like a, man, I really want these kind of way. I mean, like, I'm very tired of using my other tokens for things. Please, <laughs> please make Infernal's tokens. <laughs> I want them now. Gosh, I hope uh, they have some some blank ones so we can for Hearts of Darkness. That would be so nice. Yeah, I know that there's a couple of Hearts of Darkness centric ones, like they're doing like a mini feet token, even though there's no mini feats in Infernals, uh, and a couple things like that. And Adam kept mentioning there's something new he's doing, but I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's just like the mini feats thing or if it's something else. I have no idea. So. Uh, we will find out about that hopefully soon enough. Also, big thanks to... Oh, and if you do go to the Broken Egg store, you can use the code LOS5CODE. You get everything uh, 5% off on their store. It's great. Uh, also, you can go to check out Tyson at Figure Painters, figurepainters.com. He does a lot of really awesome stuff. I'm just about to put my second Minuteman onto his smoke trails, and I need to get a third one to put on smoke trails. Oh, ASAP. my gosh. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I have I have everything I need except for a Minuteman, one Hunter, and two Express teams, and my Sloan list is all collected. So I'm probably gonna have to borrow those for okay. Attack X, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's good times. Um, yeah, if you do want to check those out, they're really awesome smoke trails. He's got them set up for Minutemen and for Siege Two. They're pretty much the exact same, so he just designed them all together. Um, you can go to figurepainters.com. He's also got really awesome bases for Infernals, a bunch of cool stuff like that. And we're gonna be doing uh, I. I don't remember the last time we've done one. I'll have to ask Jaden. Uh, we do uh, gift card uh, giveaways for Tyson as well. So get around to that. Uh, also, our website is loswarmachine.com. You can see everything that we've got going on, all of our articles, things like that, all just kind of feeds through there, as well as the other podcasts that we have on there. I'm going to do a quick glance at what they are because there's a whole bunch of them at this point. Pillars of Salt, which hasn't really done anything for a while, but we've got Disciples of Agony, which is still pretty consistent. Blight Makes Right, Storm Chamber, and then uh, Judgment Day is going on in Field of Fire. A whole bunch of different podcasts on there. We're running all kinds of silly things all at once, because we're busy people. You can find us on Twitter, at LOS underscore Chandler. I'm not even going to plug the other guys, because screw them. They're not here. Deal with it. <laughs> also, I don't think either of them really use Twitter anyway, so I really just kind of plug their Twitter out of habit at this point. Uh, also, our email is loswarmhordes at gmail.com. You can find our Facebook, which is line of sight. It's the easiest way to see everything we have going on. Or messages on Facebook. Huzzah! Well done. Go, go team. Yes! Yes. Well, thanks for coming on, Ryan. Oh, thank you for having me. I figured we'd just zoom in on you, since I'm fairly comfortable. We've talked a lot, it turns out. What? Yep. Ryan was in my immediate meta for a long time before he abandoned us for Salt Lake. Uh, in my, he plays as a dwarf in my D&D &D game. Yes, I do. I love my boy. Yep. 
He's much better at falling off cliffs than the sorcerer is. <laughs> oh, right. I, ha- oh, I have to plug myself. Like, the, the one place people yeah. in the world might know me. Uh, I think two years ago, Chandler played a, a Durst list at LVO, and everyone asked him, yeah. Hey, Chandler, <laughs> where'd you come up with that Durst list? That's my list. I make that Durst list. <laughs> I, got, I got messages and questions for so long. Anytime anybody brought up Durst for like a year, they were like, let's get Chandler in on this conversation because he knows all about Durst. I'm like, no, no. I, I, don't, I literally borrowed those models because I was like, hey, that list would be neat right now. And I played against it once. Can I borrow those? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that, that's, my, uh, that's my ticket to fame, right claim to fame right there. That's my claim to fame. All right. Well, with that, we're going to close out. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you all next week.